What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's Pro Wrestling Edge. I am Brokowski. Followed up with the name so nice, you gotta say it twice. Nick the Gooch. I said Nick the Gooch. What's up? Same shit, different day, brother. Just here to do the thing. That's right. Big Cass. What up, though? In the words of A.A. Ron, I own you. Dano Mag, what's going on, bro? I've owned you. I've always owned you. I'm doing good, man. Uh, coming off the weekend, uh, I went and saw Halloween Kills. I know there's a lot of mixed reviews. I thought it was fucking awesome. And if you don't like it, keep your damn opinion to yourself because I loved it. Um, we are on. Fuck you, Brandon. A big cast. This this um, this episode is unofficially sponsored by Coors Light, my drink of choice. Um, I'm, I'm a few deep by now, so this might be interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just ready for this. Uh, I this interview is is blowing my fucking mind that we even have him on. But um, yeah, it, it's going to be a good night. And always flying in, Jaybird. What up? Tweet, tweet, boys. Let's get this podcast to rolling. You know, as Dan alluded to there in the beginning, this is a episode I think all of us are pretty damn well excited to. And also, we could definitely all support Coors Light, too. We can get behind that drink as well. Coors Light? But if, you're, if you're looking to not, sponsor a podcast, Pro Wrestling Edge. I mean, we're, we're not drinking today because someone got a little too hype for somebody else's birthday this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Bird and Brokowski got a little uh, sloshed <laughs> for Big Cass's birthday. <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk about that. I want to. First, say thank you to all, all four of you guys. The day before my birthday, we all attended IWR. And for you, those of you that don't know, it is the first time ever, 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 all five of us were in the same building. And then it was the first time in just over a year for the, the original four were all in the same building. So it's a pretty big accomplishment. And I was glad I got to share that night with my brothers, my real brother and my new brothers. Um, we got to do something very, very special. Myself, Brokowski and Jaybird, we took on a task. We did a little live commentating. If you want to check that out, head over to our friends page over there at Brain Jerk Entertainment. Big shout out to Brain Jerk Josh, T-Rup, Jody, and that whole team right there. Thank you again, guys, for letting us come on and do that. We had a last big thank yous that was awesome man respect that was a hell of a lot of fun and speaking of that night you don't understand how proud i was of the three of you going out there yeah you guys have done commentary and i think you guys are are, are awesome at it uh a little bit later on this year everyone's going to hear that commentary if you haven't watched iwtv and seen the private stash episode that that my brothers here did commentary on but you're going to hear all that commentary later on this year um, as a little holiday special, but, uh, yeah, seeing the three of you guys doing your thing, dude, as like the person that started this and the whole vision that I had for this, seeing you guys fucking not only do it, but fucking hit it out of the park. I'm so proud of the three of you and I'm happy I was there. And I think, um, you might see more of Daniel Mac at these shows going forward because you might 
there might be something on the horizon with Dan O'Mac with Pro Wrestling Edge that uh, has been a long time coming, but I uh, won't get into any more now. But, uh, yeah, you guys might see me a little bit more at these shows. Sparked that little fire, that interest, Woo! that love came back a little bit, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You missed us, didn't you? You missed I us. Missed you guys. Yes. Not gonna lie. You missed me, man. I fucking missed you guys. You know, no, we got that spirit back. We we had a great time, and you know, hey, any listeners out there, you need some commentators, hit us up. We'll talk about booking fees and whatnot. We're pretty cheap right now, so uh, let us get our foot in the door. Another avenue, another thing to do, man. We're entertaining. We're live. We're hype. People seem to like us, and we loved doing it. And I now I'm done putting a, a, us over. But I'm totally vouching for Big Kaz, Brokowski, and Jaber. If y'all need somebody to do some commentary, those three guys knock it out of the park. So uh, you, you can even throw in Ring Bellin too. <laughs> yeah, Jaber's Ring Bellin. Bring his own hammer. Yeah, just bring your own I hammer. I think just I think that might be a you know maybe a Christmas present for Jaybird. We we go in and get him a nice Ooh. bell hammer. <laughs> Maybe I can reach out to Road Rash and see if uh, if Road Rash has one he can pass down. Put his name on it with a little bird on there. That's right. Tweet, tweet. tweet, tweet. Too bad we tweet. didn't have a bell that made like a tweet sound when you rang it. Like, the other tweet. side <laughs> say tweet, tweet, motherfuckers. That'd be cool. But again, yeah, that, like was we said, that was Brain Jerk Entertainment's thing, man. That was their thing that yep. they set up. They agreed upon. Um they had some issues. Uh, T-Rup had just went to Vegas and got married. Congrats on that. But they all ended up having to go on quarantine <laughs> uh, for COVID. Not a funny thing. Didn't mean to laugh, but it was. <laughs> just the timing was, was. It was the timing, you know. Like, we were really looking forward to working with those guys. We had this whole plan thing, you know, going for us. Life threw us an audible, and we all came to, and we're definitely looking forward to more stuff with those guys. They they definitely they said they want to work with us more. They praised us, and we're praising them at the same time. So, look what happens when people come together. You know, no hate, all love. Absolutely. Let's yeah. talk about that IWR show, though, guys. Oh shit! Let's talk oh, about it. Banger, great. So I haven't been to many shows lately. And so I was there, you know, and I wanted the three of you guys to do your thing. So I was there. I was watching you guys. Oh, and one more shout out before we get much farther. Sean Woolley. I love that motherfucker. Sean, if you're listening, thank you for everything that you do. Um, it was awesome seeing you and your son. You, you know, you jumped in there with the guys um, some too. So I appreciate you more than you know. Um, and, and we're going to get Sean back on the show for real. Um, Sean's just an awesome dude, and, and, and he's he's been busy out there doing his thing. Uh, but we'll talk about that another time. But um, this card was, oh, my gosh. This could have been, like, fucking TV taping for for, you know, a promotion that's got a TV deal. I mean – some of the people that were on this show and, and what's going on. And of course, you know, my boy Kyle Barrett is going to have a, a pretty large, big match next time, you know, him and Nate Bach are going to take on Rhino and Tommy dreamer. 
at the next show in December. So uh, in a hardcore match, hardcore. in a hardcore match. And if Dreamer and Rhino wins, he gets five minutes with Bach and Barrett's manager, Mr. John Capital E period Bravo. And if the game changers win, Bravo, Kyle, and Nate get five minutes with Tommy Dreamer by himself. Um, that alone, you know, is awesome. Then you had the gauntlet match, you know, Trey Miguel. Holy shit. Last the, the whole time. And then at the end, who the comes out? Maple Leaf Muscle, Petey fucking Williams. And side note, I saw Petey Williams at, at the movies on Friday. So Petey Williams was at the movies on Friday. So that was pretty fucking sweet seeing Petey Williams at the movies. Um, I don't even think you said that to the homeboys. What? I never said that to you guys? <clears throat> no. no. I ran into Petey Williams at the movies. He was with his daughter. I didn't want to, like, you know, he gave the kind of, like, because, you know, he knows who we are. You know, he's not, you know, he's seen us at all the shows that he's been at locally. And, you know, he knows, you know, at least of us, of seeing us, at the, especially the class shows. You know, he gave him that little head nod, but I didn't want to go up and talk to him because, you know, he was with his daughter. But, yeah. Um, oh, but, yeah, Petey Williams and, and Trey Miguel at the next one. one. That's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and what can more can we say about Logan? What Logan's doing? He is taking over IWR. You know, he put Madman Fulton through a door. Um, he beat... Rhino and Tommy Dreamer, him and him and Shane Douglas, and he got the pinfall. So um, there's big things coming there. So yeah, dude, that card was amazing. Um, I plan on being at the December show for sure. Um, Definitely. And it, it gives me a little time to get back to my hometown. You know, I was born and raised in Monroe, so it's nice to. You know, I don't like to get back too often because you know there are some bad memories down in that city, but. It is nice to go down there every so often and 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 see what's up. What did everybody else think about IWR? I loved old, it. Old Gucci was there at IWR. Yes, yes. I, I I made some things work for that day, and I made it out to IWR, my first IWR show. And I had to say, Rhino, you put on one fucking hell of a show, my friend. And all of you guys there at IWR, I I loved it. And Dan, I'm right there with you. When I seen Petey Williams, man, I fucking popped, brother. I haven't seen him shit since Clash Wrestling. Nailed it. I think the last one I saw him at when when he was in their version of Money in the Bank. Yeah, when uh, Karam won the fucking the Flux Capacitor match. Yeah, and Cameron Skies. No, was it Kent? No. I forget who, who went through and busted that ladder in half. Um... It wasn't. Do that smoke. Yeah, the cigar guy. Yeah. I can't think of his name now. Oh, gosh. He's going to yeah, kill me. Yeah, I can't me. think of his name to save my life. Came out anyway, that was the last time like I've seen. Stacey, that was like the last time I've seen Petey Williams at Clash was in that ladder yeah. match. Yeah. That was one of my first Clash uh, wrestling shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to miss man. Clash is back. They've had a couple shows, so that's pretty cool. So what did everybody else think about IWR? 
I absolutely loved it, man. I thought it was off the fucking chain. I thought it was just as good as the last one. This is like my fourth or third, something like that now. Fourth, third. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah that was the, the yeah. third show in a row that we've attended. Yeah. And then, okay. actually, me and Josh went to one, just me and him. So this might and then be me Josh's and Brandon score. went to one, and that was the first time actually me and Brandon met Darren McCarty because that was when I fully fanboyed out. I remember when we froze our asses off and they did it on the uh, the waterfront there. It was cool. I hope they do it again in the warm time. It was like oh, a bash on the beach field, but it was like forty degrees out and just like oh damn. Oh, at the boatyard, they yeah. had it at yeah. the boatyard, didn't they? Yeah. And that one was actually that was a year ago on my birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. So think about this real quick, guys. Just sit there and put yourself in this mindset. A year ago, on October 15th, 2020, Josh and I, we, we met Darren McCarty, and that's all it was. It was just a meeting, a quick picture, a quick autograph. That was that. Flash forward a year later to the date. This man is wearing our hat on his platform, the Woodward Sports. Oh, that's amazing. It's awesome, man. It's too cool. I think man. we all posted about it because, I, I mean, it's such an honor and a privilege for to get some kind of support from someone like that. We're marking out. <laughs> I could tell you that day when all you guys started sending those pictures through the, our group chat, I'm at work showing everybody marking out like, hey, guess what? I got fucking Darren McCarty. He's wearing my podcast shit. I know the guy. Ha ha. It was cooler than fuck, man. I felt like a little kid at work that day. Did the same thing, man. Sent that shit to my dad like, yo, see? What's up? (laughs) Yeah, pretty sweet. Not only he wore a hat, but we also released a special episode last Friday where he was the guest host, where we interviewed Midwest Scum. That's right. Yeah, I think we did it too. Commented. You know, speaking of Midwest Scum, they were the first team announced in this RPW tag tournament at Boiling Point 2 happening next month. That's right. They were. Did you guys see that new Yo, promo that, yet? The one that he did. That it, was, it was posted was on the page. The one he did for fire. Independence Pro or the one he did for RPW? For RPW. RPW, Midwest for RPW. Oh, no. I haven't seen that one. But have you guys seen the one that Logan did for his Independence Pro show? Oh man, can that guy tell a story? I'll be there. Where is Independence Pro? Is it'll that Indiana? Be, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. That's just a couple hours, I think. That's I like know. two and a half hours. Uh, well, we we can make a trip out there. I definitely have never been there. That's for sure. No, it, first it, time. It's my first time going. Oh, I got and, family out in Grand Rapids, and fun so fact, I've been like there a this, few times. This is going to be uh, Dread King's debut at I, uh, IPW, I believe. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It is. That's going to be Just an awesome show. Going all show. over the places and whooping everyone's ass. Before you know it, that man's going to have a contract. He should. You know, we're, we're not going to be able to see him anymore because he's going to be contractually obligated to be other places. And that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. get out and see him while you can. Exactly. Because he's the not going to be around his, much longer. He's made a transformation in the last year. You know, there's people that put out promos, and they're good, but there's something about 
there's there's like a whole nother level of guys what they're doing out there and and, and logan's on the top of that you know on what he's doing in these promos and, and he just his storytelling ability inside and outside the ring uh with his promos and is just is just outstanding you know i just i'm excited to see where that man's gonna go because he's gonna go somewhere pretty quick and he's gonna go far one thing i liked about that midwest scum promo because it you could see you've seen a different side of zach and logan where they like it's fun to them to be scummy yeah you know they're having fun with it and they kind of like it's funny because that's kind of how the interview went if you listened the interview with midwest scum it kind of (laughs) went a little bit uh in the left field there you know like we i don't want to say we got off track but we just they went down a road where i wasn't expecting yeah yeah it was it was definitely uh different our guest is joining us let me bring our guest in here he's getting his audio going and i'm gonna see can you hear us yes i can hear you all right before we get started and i announced everybody who this is i want to apologize to you we tried doing this me and you two years ago when pro wrestling edge first started and we just could never get together and make it happen and to be completely honest with you and i'm not saying this because you're on the podcast i thought you were above our level like we you were you were weren't able to like we couldn't get your time of day and and it wasn't like uh saying that was you from a personality standpoint or you as a human being. I just thought you were too big of a star um, to come on our show. And I'm, and like I said, I'm not just saying that we are being joined by the motherfucking man, double M three. What is up? What's up guys. Like I said, this is an honor and a privilege to have you on this podcast. Finally, we have set and we've talked about this for damn me and Brandon's talked about this for damn near a year. We need to get double M three on this podcast because not only is he amazing in the ring, but we want to learn more about who, who this man is. Um, so with that being said, I called you double M three, uh, because from what I'm hearing, isn't that what you want? Uh, yeah. So like, that's the preferred name. It's kind of been like that for, uh, Ever. Uh, but people like honestly over the years like I've been wrestling so long man and like so many people just like butcher my name sometimes that honestly as long as they get the letters in it right like I don't even care at this point all right well we're gonna treat you with the respect you deserve and call you double m3 because that's I what appreciate you want. that yeah so we're gonna get into some things and and we want to talk about wrestling with you we want to talk about Obviously, what everyone wants, you know, we want to hear about. We also want to learn some more about you as a person. So I'm going to turn this over to Brandon, um, Big Cass first, because he's got some things he's, he's wanting to ask you. So go ahead, Big Cass. So we're going to open it up, you know, like the usual things. A lot of people don't know, um, you know, about your training and whatnot. You said you've been wrestling for years. So about how long have you been a professional wrestler? Um, I am 25 years of age right now. I started training 
when I was 11 years old. Uh, I had my first wrestling match when I was 12. So uh, 13 years. Yeah. Nice. That's an accomplishment. He has a wrestling career half as long as his life, you know, and he's not even 30, you know, <laughs> not even 30. And so you are Malcolm Monroe the third. You're yes. part of the Monroe dynasty. Yeah, uh, so some would say the crown jewel of said dynasty, but yes. I would. The crown jewel of the Monroe dynasty. Uh, for our listeners, like I said, a lot of people have heard about you. Explain to us what the Monroe dynasty uh, means to you growing up in the family like that. Um, pressure. That's honestly all it means. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, nah, man, like um, I... I didn't have like the same upbringing as like most people or like most people that wanted to be wrestlers that like uh, that became wrestlers. I, I always say this one thing in like my promos and just when I'm talking to people, I tell them like there are those that do this and there are those that are born to do this. And I believe in like every fiber of my being that I was literally born to do nothing else on this planet. Uh, so uh, I've, I knew I always knew that I was going to be a wrestler. I always like. Uh, paid like close attention and like while all my friends were watching like WWE I was at indie shows like every weekend and I was uh, watching like Japanese wrestling and like European wrestling and like stuff that like my friends in school like were like what are you talking about that's not real they don't wrestle outside of the WWF I'm like no I'm telling you for real and um, yeah man and just like coming up and uh, knowing what I was going to do and then like knowing what my dad and my grandfather accomplished and knowing that like I had some sort of like I had something to prove in a sense where like they are Michigan independent wrestling and they always have been and like at this point always will be so uh, like that's those are big shoes to fill but somebody as like crazy and like narcissistic as myself like I don't fill shoes because I, I make bigger imprints so I, I needed to figure out how to do what my dad and what my grandfather did but take it to like a, a level well beyond that trying to separate that entity entity of the Monroe dynasty and then go on and do your own thing I see what you're saying there um yeah. like you said, your family's huge in the independent wrestling world uh we were all fortunate. We, we've all met uh, Bug, who's your uncle, correct? Yes. And, and he had passed earlier in the year, and he was very involved in independent wrestling. Um, what did his input and what he did influence your life in wrestling? So my uncle Bug has always been my biggest fan. Like, uh, he – well, he just always uh, – he always watched all of my stuff. Like even when like, like my, like some of my earlier matches where I first started showing people like what I could do because a, uh, a lot of stuff early in my career, like uh, I was, a, I was a kid wrestling and I did what everybody told me to do. And like, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to like be what I wanted to be or show people like what I can do. Cause they're just like, Oh, he could probably do this, this, and this. And that's what they'd allowed me to do. But uh, once I started to, like, get my footing under me and, like, putting together these matches and, like, my uncle was just always really supportive of, uh, of like, all the stuff that I was doing and all the stuff that I wanted to try. And, like, uh, because everything that I was doing was well outside of, like, what he was used to because he's a really old school guy. But he was he was all about everything that I did always. 
And um, so he just always influenced me to, to just keep doing what I was doing and keep being me more than anything. Um, and that's something and he, that you'll always live with, right? Like it always be with you because of who he was, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. A little funny story. The, the first time I met Bug, like I didn't know who he was. You know, I had just started coming to independent shows and this guy just standing next to me and I'm six, three and he was, he was a short man and he looks up at me and he goes, you know, I started this shit, right? <laughs> I just, I didn't know who he was. I kind of looked, looked, laughed, shook my head, walked away, came back to the guys. I'm like, some old guy just told me he started wrestling. <laughs> you know, we all just, we had a laugh. So that's my memory uh, of bug, but we'll, we'll move on. You know, um, Hey Brandon, before you move on, Dublin three just stole all of our hearts with what he's doing right now. <laughs> We're starting one up right over here too. <laughs> yeah. You are stealing our hearts right now with that. Uh, but, uh, but go ahead, Brandon, uh, continue. Well, let's get into the training part of it. You grew up in a wrestling family. Now, did you train outside of the family or did you train with your family and then pursue other training? No. So, um, uh, well, technically, I, it was within my family, but not in the Monroe family, per se. So uh, my dad had a rule that um, he would not train me. He actually didn't even want me to be a wrestler for real, but uh, he, he wouldn't train me. So um, I had to find a way to get trained somewhere else because, like, his whole thing was, like, his dad didn't train him. Like, my dad was trained by uh, – his training was started by the Sheik when he was 16. And then he uh, he, he was trained by Denny Cass. And, uh, and yeah, just my grandfather didn't really have a part in his training after he was a trained wrestler. Like, he worked out with my grandpa, but, like, uh, like he didn't train him. So, like, that was kind of how he felt about me, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't train me. So uh, I had to find a way to get trained. Um, I'm pretty much on my own, but, uh, my godfather's, uh, truth martini. So, uh, that kind of him running like the best school in Michigan kind of helped. But before that, um, I was doing martial arts training and just pro wrestling ca and catch wrestling training with, uh, the American kickboxer from uh, rage dojo and, uh, kickboxer came in and was doing guest trainings with, with, uh, truth martini. And so I would go with him to the House of Truth, and then we work on catch wrestling stuff and like actual martial arts stuff. And then uh, eventually Martin just took, oh, well, Truth took my my training over, and and he started training me from the time I was like I said, 11 years old uh, until forever. Like I'm still working with him to this day. Yeah, that's something I've noticed about a lot of wrestlers that want to keep perfecting their craft and is serious about the business. They always continue training be it with somebody they've always trained with or they like to explore different schools and you, you said rage dojo we're, we're familiar with a couple of a uh, couple of people that's come out of there you know apollo star and um uh, uh thunder kitty i believe was uh at the rage dojo too that she said when we had her on um, uh joseph schwartz yep uh yeah Schwartzy. Uh, yeah, my man Schwartzy representing Rage Dojo, Orlando Christopher representing Rage Dojo, Scotty Vortex is a Rage Dojo guy, Isaiah is a Rage Dojo guy, uh, a lot of names on, on the indies uh, definitely started out with uh, American Kickboxer at, at the Rage Dojo, a lot of talent, 
Um, because in order to work with Frank, you had to be something special because if not, he wasn't working with you. Yeah. And like we, we became really familiar with uh, students of the Rage Dojo starting to go to Flop House and our relationship mm -hmm. with Schwartzy. We've ran into a lot of those guys. We've made plenty of trips down to Indianapolis, which we've seen you down at the last one. The, uh, shake and bake. Uh, shake and bake. And then also the uh, RPW Flop House combined show they did down there. But uh, we're going to move right along. We're going to get into some other stuff. We're going to talk about some stuff that's not just wrestling. Let's get to know the personality of Malcolm here. Uh, Jaybird, take it away, bud. Yeah, man. Thank you, Big Cass. Uh, absolutely, dude. So I hear you're an anime fan, brother. Big oh, anime yeah, fan here, too. What is your all-time favorite anime and your current favorite anime right now? Ah, see, that's tough. So my all-time <laughs> favorite... Uh... It's hard to say because, like, there's so many good ones. I, like, want to say it's, like, Dragon Ball Z, but it's not. It's Inuyasha for sure. So nice. Nice. my car is named after a character from Inuyasha. My charger, her name is Kilala. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge, 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 huge uh, Inuyasha fan. Uh, I just recently started falling in love with, uh, like, Naruto again. Uh, me and my wife uh binges that shit all the time so like i'm always watching naruto so naruto is probably my current favorite very nice i'm, I'm glad to hear you're actually a, a fan of inu inuasha because they don't they don't get the credit they deserve nowadays i feel like that's a really yeah. that's a classic man it's such a good that's one that, that tsunami adult swim buffer sleeper man like if a you were a kid had insomnia like me man you always caught inuasha absolutely man absolutely i love it i love it now bringing that into play does that have um does that does your uh style of wrestling uh inter intertwine with uh your moves uh yeah so um i have actually a couple of my moves are named after like anime moves um nice. uh any uh, like a bunch from inuyasha actually um uh, the spinning back kick that I do was originally called the wind scar after one of uh, Inuyasha's most famous moves. Um, they, I have like footage of people calling it that on commentary and then other people just call it whatever they want to call it. But it was originally called the wind scar. So um, I have like a bunch of like anime, like uh, little Easter eggs sprinkled throughout like my wrestling here and there. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And then, uh, with your ring gear, is that included too? Or cause I, I feel like that might be a Dragon Ball Z. Your ring uh, gear. That, it's actually, uh, kind of Mortal Kombat themed. Um, oh. so the original set of gear that I had in that design is the black and red set that I wear every once in a while. Uh, and it's based off of a, uh, uh, kind of like a cross between Scorpion and Ermac from Mortal Kombat. Ooh, that's a good one. I can see it. I can see it. I like it. And then um, this is more of a personal question for me. Where'd your uh, hair design come from? Because um, <laughs> I love all like, the colors. Like I the think colors? that's all, yeah, the colors. <laughs> so uh, I decided to go with these colors because they're, they're jewel tones. And... Um, 
I, I don't know. They kind of just like uh, they speak to me. And also my wife likes these colors. So um, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, man, that's what I've been hearing all, all this time. So I've been giving it a shot, you know. Plus, I'm a very colorful dude and I wear uh, a lot of like a lot of different colors and like out there things. You guys kind of see how I dress. So uh, I always want to be able to match just about everything with my hair. Very and, nice. You got you kill it. And speaking uh, about how you dress, I see we, you sport a lot of like the 90s nostalgia and you say you grow up watching anime on Toonami. Are you a Nickelodeon or a Cartoon Network guy? uh i'm just a cartoon guy in general to be quite honest like nickelodeon had some bops for sure but like um cartoon network just always had a special place in my heart so like and then like cartoon network's newer stuff definitely blows like nickelodeon's newer stuff like out of the water like nickelodeon like something happened and they like fell off and like shit just wasn't good (laughs) at all anymore and like (laughs) uh uh Cartoon Network had such these great writers like Pendleton Ward, who's like the creator of uh, Adventure Time, which is like my all like all time favorite cartoon. And uh, like Adam Mudo and like Rebecca Sugar, who's like one of the best like uh, storyboard artists, as well as like musicians. Like she's just so talented. And like Cartoon Network just had a, a, a better group producing better content for them. And that's why I love Cartoon Network. Real quick, just so you know, I'm uh tomorrow. I'm going to get an Adventure Time tattoo. Oh, dude, I got an Adventure Time tattoo drawn up. I just haven't had time to go get it yet because I'm so busy. <laughs> I know I'm so pumped. Tomorrow's the day, man. I finally get it. <laughs> what are you getting? I'm getting um the original, his first sword he had, Scarlet, and then mm. around Scarlet, I'm gonna have the um. Do you remember the Death and Bloom episode where him and Jake had to go into uh, hell and um, revive the plant for Princess Bubblegum? Yeah. Yep, I'm going to get that wrapped around the sword. So and it's going dope. on my forearm, too. I'm pretty excited about it. You got to be careful with that sword, man. It's made with real demon blood. <laughs> <laughs> Brokowski, what it. you got for him? <clears throat> oh, well, staying off, uh, going from that, I was like, actually, real quick, what's your favorite character from Adventure Time? Ooh. Oh, my favorite character. That's a hard one. That's really hard. Um, like, I'm I'm Finn in real life. I'm Finn the hero. Um, so I would want to say him, but honestly, it's Marceline. She's for sure oh. my favorite. Um, I've literally, like, over quarantine, actually – while we're talking about that, I, I know the people can't see this, but you guys can. While we're talking about it, I have a blanket right next to me with Marceline and Bubblegum <laughs> on it. Yes, that's awesome. That's I love awesome. it. I love it. But over so, quarantine, I learned how to play the ukulele just so I could learn how to play Marceline's songs on the ukulele. <laughs> I've been I've been working on that too. I got a ukulele. I can almost play a was it a uh, bad little boy? <laughs> nice. So were there any other kind of hobbies that you go about doing other than uh, cartoons and wrestling? Is there any other sports that you do or watch? Or oh, did man. as a kid, did you play any sports? Oh, I played tons of sports. Uh, 
my my parents they called me like the the modern day renaissance man because I just wanted to do everything. I just like doing things. Uh, I played basketball. I was pretty good at basketball. Uh, I played that for the longest, but then like once I transferred schools, that gave me like better opportunities. Um, I played lacrosse. I I I ran track. I was on the diving team. Um, I played baseball for a long time. Um, yeah, man, I played everything because I was like, I'm gonna like play anything and try to get good at it, and and that's good. I'm just gonna be like Michael Jordan, but like better because I'd be wrestling and also playing like some other sport. And I was just like, it was my dream to just be some sort of like super athlete that literally played every sport ever. Been like the Deion Sanders, but with everything. What position did you play in baseball? I played shortstop. Shortstop, nice. Who was your favorite shortstop? Uh, so this is the part where I'm going to be brutally honest with you, right? I hate watching baseball. So <laughs> it's like watching I, paint dry. Yeah, it is. Dude, like, it, I, playing it but like watching it i was like dude this is so fucking boring that like mm, can't do it i I used to like the tigers at some point I, rem- I remember i remember pudge rodriguez when he was our catcher i thought he was dope yeah he was the man i, I like miggy miggy's cool but like other than that just whatever <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that because I, I mean, I, I love to play it, but I could watch it, but I'd rather not. I, I totally understand that aspect of the game. But uh, other games, I mean, are you a gamer? Are you a, a PlayStation guy? Are you an Xbox guy? Or what, what do you rock, man? What system you got? Yeah, man. So I'm a gamer through and through. I've always played video games. Like, uh, that was kind of like my, my thing for a long time. I would just come home and play video games. Uh, me and the guys of War Inc. And I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with War Inc. One of the dopest groups I've ever been a part of. We have our own gaming channel where we were putting out content of us playing video games. And you can see me on there playing uh, a game called A Way Out with Sheepy. I played uh, Rocket League with them for the first time ever. And I played Fortnite with my little brother Caden on, on the channel. So you can check that stuff out. Rocket League um, so hard to play. I cannot do yeah, that. It fucks me up so I, bad. I just randomly started playing it, and, like, I'm, like, uh, like some weird savant because, like, I was really good at it as soon as I started playing it. And in the video, like, um, uh, TJ Meyer was playing with us, and the, a person in his background was, like, is three just good at everything? Didn't he say he's never <laughs> played this game before? And I'm, like, ah. I just don't like to be bad at things because then I feel then I, I'm just mad at myself and I'm just a perfectionist in that way. I just have to be at least decent at everything. So what you would you say? You're, go ahead, Gooch. So you have a long day and you're wanting to come home and relax and play some video games. There's one game you choose to calm down and relax and play with. What game is it? Mm, like ever or right now? We'll say if you had to spend a month with just one game. Well, it'd be right now. I'm obsessed with Far Cry Six. It's all I can play. Uh, I can't. I, I I literally have like 18 other games that I was playing, but the moment that I got it, I stopped playing it. <laughs> like I stopped playing everything. 
Uh, I've been playing Far Cry Six like crazy. Uh, I'm always I'm obsessed with Far Cry's ability to tell uh, these like beautiful stories in these beautiful like lands, and they always have these larger than life villains. And then this year, the villain is one of my favorite actors, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, and he's so talented and just so versatile. And I just love the story that they're telling and. Uh, it's based in a fictional Cuba, and those of you who don't know this, I'm part Cuban, so that appeals to me. I dig it. Righteous. Yeah. I love the guns that they have in Far Cry too, man. They're so off the wall and just out of the out of the charts. They have like a harpoon crossbow that I'm using right now. It's it's super weird, <laughs> and it's it's like it's like made out of bike handles and shit. It's really it's wild. Uh, right. Yeah, I love how they do that. Yeah, they just they they have a lot of like uh like craftable guns and they're like super outrageous, but they're super fun to play with. That's awesome. So like we got to see a little bit behind the curtain of Double M three and we get to see a little bit about Malcolm and what Malcolm likes to do. I do want to bring a little bit back to wrestling before we close it off. And and this is just something I there's three matches to me and, and everything that you've done that sticks out to me. And they are totally different. One of them is probably a personal reason. You wrestled Pilgrim three or four years ago, I think for Pro Wrestling All-Stars at an outdoor event. But Ronnie's one of my best friends. So, of course, I love yeah. seeing Ronnie in the ring with the guy that that is just – you're just poetry in the ring on uh, what you do. But the two matches, one of them was – actually recent and, and and I actually commented on a tweet and you liked it. I said, um, you were just in that gauntlet match. We were talking before you came on about IWR and you were in that gauntlet match and you're part of that match with Trey Miguel. I said, it was awesome. But my only like was like, Oh, is you being part of the gauntlet match? I, I thought you and Trey could have done so much more if you guys had time allotted. Um, I just thought you two, your styles mix, and, and I was thoroughly entertained by that match. But then, let's take the other side. Right before COVID, you were at Horse Slam, and you wrestled a match with Jeff King. Um, there was Pains of Glass. Um, I think that was when the title was... The Horse Slam deathmatch title was... Um, reunited back as, as one. Um, so what you did in that little bit of time with Trey the other day was amazing. And, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm just in awe seeing. But then I see you in matches like that with Jeff King and I'm like, holy shit, he is, like you said, the crown jewel of the Monroe dynasty because you can do so much. What is style is your favorite? is it matches with Trey where you guys go out there and leave the audience speechless or matches with Jeff where you have the whole place chanting, holy shit, because you guys just tore the fucking house down and you guys are staying there in a bloody mess when the thing. So, so that's a hard question. I'm going to give a little, like kind of like a little info on both. So like uh, me and Trey, like, 
Oh man, I love that man so much. Uh, he will always have a special place in my heart. Like Trey is one of my best friends and uh, we've been wrestling each other, like I said, since we were 14 years old. And like every time we get to wrestle each other, that's when we get to like be ourselves because we're kind of like silly and we're just like two kids having fun is like what it comes down to. But uh, to everybody else, it just, it looks like music, man. And like, I, I love making that music with my brother. Uh, and, and I love the feeling that I get uh, doing that, like that stuff and that, like that fast paced stuff, uh, the Lucha stuff that I've like done in Mexico and stuff, I get to do with Trey and I know that he's able to keep up. So that's cool. But like, on the other hand, I'm just, I'm an artist at the end of the day. And like uh, what me and Jeff King did was just, it was, it was, it was art, man. Like we, we told a beautiful story that spanned over a full year and then it, it, uh, it, it blew off in like this, uh, this one big last hurrah, like just all all out balls to the wall death match. And like people, uh, people hadn't seen me do much of that stuff. Like some people who's like been fan of mine for a long time know that I've done that stuff. And I've, 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 uh, I, I, I've dabbled in, in the death match. Uh, I, I love doing it. Uh, I just, sometimes uh, I tell myself that the story just has to be right. Cause at the end of the day, I'm a storyteller and I just need it to make sense to me before I do that. But that's just my personal uh, preference. But me and Jeff King, we finally built to that moment. And then uh, just everything just felt perfect in that night. And um, there was a shit ton of glass. There was chairs and power bombs to the floor and uh, apron bumps. And it was, it was fucking madness. And, uh, uh, I, I do myself love chaos. So I'd probably say like the matches with Jeff King. Those those are probably my favorite. You know, I, I'm a big person. I be back when this podcast started, I told why I, I loved wrestling it and it was the storytelling. Um, you know, everybody is kid, they they usually have that dream that they want to be a wrestler. My dream was I always wanted to be a booker. I wanted to, I wanted to to set the table for a story to be told. And the story you guys told in that, yeah, it was a death match. And a lot of times death matches don't get the recognition that they deserve for the storytelling that's a part of it. But that's some of the best storytelling I've seen since I've watched wrestling, what you and Jeff King did. I mean, it was amazing. Like you said, it was a year you guys put into that. You put everything you had for a year and it culminated in that one match. And, you know, we've talked about it before, but when it comes to deathmatch wrestling, that match is still talked about by all of us as one of our favorites, if not our absolute favorite, because of everything else behind it, not in including what you guys did in the ring. So so um, you and Jeff have that history at Horror Slam, and you've done some stuff with Horror Slam, and, and Horror Slam is one of your homes, if I'm not putting words in your mouth. No, for sure, um, yeah. For what you've done. But in addition to Horace, I'm obviously the family, XICW, is mm -hmm. is a, is huge to you as well. Yeah. Um, and you guys, you know, obviously lost your home in, in Warren when they closed down. Uh, uh, Warren, right? It's where uh, the bar was. Yep. So you guys lost that home there, and, and you guys are doing a lot of stuff in Standish right now, and you guys did a show out in Marine City. Um, mm -hmm. What is it? Like right now um, – wrestling with a vet that's that's a huge thing that your family put together and everything 
And um, aren't you wrestling with your cousin or going into that? Uh, you were with your cousin. Yes. So speak on how that is as, as, as you being the crown jewel of the Monroe dynasty, getting able to take a family member under your wing and, and kind of give them some guidance and everything. And, and, and how was that that you were able to get paired with RC3? Oh, man. So to be honest, um, I, I didn't want to work with my cousin. <laughs> um, it it kind of just happened to where uh, I had uh, a, a few picks in my head of people that I wanted to pick. And uh, my my first two picks got picked. And then RC3 was third and I was next. So I was just like, all right, man. Uh, I guess I'm gonna pick him. I didn't want to pick him because uh, I, uh, any anything that he did in that competition, I wanted him to do on his own without me or or my influence on it because I wanted him to shine like uh, outside of like the family name because like I know what that's like. So uh, I, I didn't want to pick him not because he's bad or anything, but because uh, I wanted him to do it on his own. But uh, it's I think it it turned out really cool that I'm able to, uh, to, to work with my cousin and uh, he knows how serious I take that competition. So like right away, as soon as I picked him, he, he like looked me in the eyes, like with a tear in his eye, I'll never forget this. He goes, I got you. Like, I, I won't let you down. I promise. And like, he, he, he calls me all the time, uh, sends me his matches, uh, so I can critique him and they can get better. Uh, he, he went all the way to the house of truth with me to work out and we like practice some like team stuff and like he's come a long way man and like i'm really proud of him and everything that he's doing right now that's awesome you mentioned earlier that you and your and your brothers at war inc have the gaming channel together and, and i know you talked about um how much those guys mean to you but uh war inc is is one of the legit factions in Michigan, I know a lot of factions are oversighted by DTA because their popularity, but the guys involved with War Inc. Just talk about your brothers in War Inc. and and what they mean to you and and, and like what you guys have done. Man, uh, those are uh, I very rarely have like friends in pro wrestling. Like uh, there's like very few occasions. Like I have like like my friends, my buddies that I hang out with at shows, but like. The War Inc. guys are like my absolute brothers. Um, I, we call each other at, uh, at any time of day. Uh, Dre Jacobs, the leader of War Inc., his kids, uh, they've known me as Uncle Malcolm their entire lives. Like that that's how they refer to me. Those are my, I love my kids. Um, but those guys just, we all push each other to just be better. Um, and that's like the main focus of the group is just like uh, uh, us that have and that have experience. Uh, and the, uh, there's some in the group that has like a little less experience, uh, like your TJ Myers and your Matt Hagens. But uh, they're definitely, uh, we're all just one big learning tree, happy family where we're all passing down the knowledge that we have and um, just focusing on just making making the business better one little match at a time, man. And just uh, putting our all into it because all of us have the same passion for this. And, like, I finally found a group of guys that, like, uh, truly see uh, wrestling and truly see, like, my vision the way that I see it as far as, like, what wrestling is. 
So most of us was there for TJ's return when he came back to wrestling at, at Metro pro wrestling. And he got the absolute biggest pop um, of anyone that night. And we're talking people on that card, like Jason Hotch talking guys like Aaron O'Ryan and Tommy Vendetta. When TJ came out, the place went absolutely crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had mentioned, you know, him having a little bit less experience than some of you other guys in the group. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, when TJ came out, he's loved by everybody. And, and, oh, and yeah, that man. moment he came back, that was special to be a part of. And, and you know, he, he did his best not to uh, show how happy he was with yeah. the uh, with the uh, with all the cheers he got. But you could tell he, he was happy, like it it like it was worth it to him to come back uh, to, uh, to get that uh, to get that cheer. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm really proud of him. Uh, he's come a long way and uh, he's uh, he's he's definitely really popular out there. I, I love watching his stuff from Metro Pro because I feel like it's some of his like best work. TJ uh, always puts it on out there. And I just I love seeing uh, him him do new things and him just getting better and better literally every time he's in the ring. Like uh, from the first time I wrestled TJ and then the last time I wrestled TJ, like two completely different dudes, man. And he's forever growing and he's he's a rock star, man. Yeah, he wrestled you at a horror slam show and actually he was on the podcast and he kind of called you out that he was going to, uh, you know, that just because he was, you know, the younger guy in the business and, and, and you guys had a hell of a match. Yeah. Um, so three, we, like I said, it's an honor and privilege to have you come on this podcast and, and not only talk wrestling with us, but let us know and others know the things you like outside of wrestling. Uh, but before we let you go, where can everybody find you coming up at shows and where can they find you on social media, maybe to follow to see where you're going to be at coming up? Yeah, definitely. So uh, social media, you can find me uh, at, uh, on Facebook at Malcolm Monroe the Third, um, on Twitter and Instagram at uh, The Process MM3. Um, you can see me uh, coming up here. I got a lot going on, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I have F5 uh, and Fenton coming up. Uh, I'm going to be back on the compound that they did the ICW shows on uh, for F5. Fuck um, Larry G. Fuck Larry G. Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck him. Fuck thank Larry you for, uh, for uh, getting those shots in for us because we fucking hate that guy. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We'll, we'll clear this right now. Double M3 did not say fuck Larry D. That's all. It was Pro Wrestling it. Edge. We will stand by that forever. He did not say it. We said it. Fuck Larry D. He's a bitch. But all right, <laughs> now, uh, now, now go ahead, three. Uh, where else are you going to be? Oh, man. But then I got Horror Slam um, on the 22nd. That's this Friday. Yeah, man. Horror Slam this Friday. The 22nd, and then I got XI on the uh, the 23rd. We're back in Standish for the anniversary show, man. Um, 20-something years, ain't it? 20, 21 years, man. Wow. Uh, XI is now uh, old enough to drink. So right. So, are we ever going to see you guys back in Lincoln Park? I, I know there's been a lot of talks about it. Uh, I honestly, um, I'm not a part of, like, the office anymore in any way. So, like, 
I, I'm just a wrestler on the show, so a lot of times I don't know what's going on. Right. But my my dad sometimes try to tell me like when there's cool stuff about, but like I know he's he's definitely in the works of some really really big things. So you guys got to just stay tuned for that. Awesome. Uh, there will definitely be more on Lincoln Park coming up, and then uh, maybe some other uh, places uh, as far as a permanent home for XICW uh, a little closer to home. Cause Standish is a fucking hike, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. No one of us have been out there since you guys are going to Standish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So I got XI. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this month. I got some other stuff. I'm gonna be at at Mega Championship Wrestling in uh, in Ohio coming up soon. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on right now. Yeah, just just follow him on social media. Uh, to see where he's going to be. You said at the process MM3 on Twitter and Instagram is probably the best yes, place to sir. get your stuff at. Yep. 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 Yeah. Check him out again. Exit. We, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, Jaybird has his finger up. All right, go ahead. Jaybird. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me in double M. I appreciate it. Uh, you got any new merch coming out, man? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, a lot of new cool t-shirt designs. There's some lapel pins in the works, uh, some stickers. Uh, I'm actually selling some ring worn gear. I'm going to uh, be doing some, uh, some, some, some grinders and, and, uh, and such for those that. Oh shit. In, 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 like on that one right there. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, man. man. A lot, of, a lot of cool stuff happening right now. Now, do you just sell your your merch at the shows, or do you have a Brain Busters or a Pro Wrestling Tea store? I sell it at the shows, but I also uh, I ship stuff as well. So, like, if if you want anything, uh, I, I'll be posting more stuff about my merch as it rolls out on my Twitter, on my Instagram. You can hit me up on there. We'll work some now. I can ship it to you. All that jazz. Nice. He he uh, keeps it all in house. That's the way to go. Yeah, man. <laughs> Not too many too many hands in the cookie jar, dog. That's right. It, it all needs to go to your pocket. We completely get it. Again, we thank you. We, this was an honor, privilege, to have you on. We we would love to have you on again. You know, down the road. Um, but uh, you know, it's just awesome to get to sit down with you. Not just talk wrestling, but it was cool talking the other stuff the anime and the cartoons and the gaming. So we really appreciate you. And next time we get you on, we'll get more in depth of non-wrestling stuff. For know. sure. Thank you. Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on today. All right. Thank you. MM3. We'll see you soon. All right, man. See you guys soon. God, I love that guy. That was fucking awesome. I, I love that guy even more now. <laughs> you know, that's one of the guys, and I'm not bullshit when I said that. I didn't think he was obtainable, not because of an attitude or, or, or I just didn't think that we were worthy enough to have someone like him on. So I appreciate him so much. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, it. Brandon's right. He's, he's sitting there doing the bowing because – he is he is the crown jewel of that family and and to be able to sit down and talk with him was was absolutely awesome. So 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 does anybody else got anything they wanna talk about before we go or do we just leave it on the high of double M three? I think they rewrite the high, brother. 
Yeah, let's just yeah. ride the high. We'll just trust the process and peace.